Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. I want you to think about an ex-friend right now. They're not your ex-friend because... Uh, you upset them or they upset you um, you just kind of got out of touch um, they're your ex-friend because the last time you were with them or the last time you messaged them uh, you said something along the lines of um, we should do that again and then you never did um, or they messaged you and they said how about Friday and you were like nah I'm busy and then you just never got round to kind of sorting out anything with them and so you just stopped seeing them you wanted to you both wanted to hang out you wanted to carry on being friends they wanted to carry on being friends but at some point it just stopped because you didn't really get round to it Um, and something we're thinking about today is um, spending time with God um, not just wanting to not just wanting to spend time with God but putting into practice Spending time with God, actually getting around to it. Um, and loads of us have committed to becoming apprentices of Jesus. And that's what we're going to think about this morning. So our first point today is find alone time with God. Matthew 6, verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. That's a person that says they believe one thing, um, but they do Something else which really shows they don't believe that. Um, a hypocrite is me when I tell Hannah she shouldn't want to have that second curry takeaway in the week or that other pizza delivery when I'm chewing through 600 grams of chocolate at the same time. Um, so do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full and their reward is being seen by other people and those people that see them they go they are holy they are so close to God and their reward for being really public and praying these bombastic long prayers with big words their only reward is people thinking they're great but when you pray go into your room close the door And pray to your father who is unseen. As an alternative to the hypocrite's public display, Jesus tells us to be in secret with our praying. He uses the word secret. No one knows. It's you and it's God and that is it. You're not getting any of the status. You're not getting um, anybody saying, wow, look at them. Look Look at them pray. So if you're not getting the glory, then God has to be getting the glory. It's not for what other people think of you. It's it's just you and God, and it's real. It's not fake words said in a fake way. It's not being a hypocrite. It's giving God glory by being alone with him. And Jesus goes on to say, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So again, find alone time with God. When I was in secondary school, um, I had a mate who, he got a date with a girl that he liked, um, 
And I can only imagine that he was wanting to kind of boast about that a little bit and prove that he actually had this date to go on. So he, he invited me along on this date. Um, and so it was me, Phil, and his date. Um, and obviously his date heard about this. And so she invited a couple of her mates along. Um, and it, it just, I, I, looking back now, I wanted to say, Phil, it's, it's not a date anymore, is it? Um, and I promise you, uh, the only thing he said to her that evening, to be fair, it was at the cinema, but the only thing he said to her that evening was, this is a bit weird, isn't it? Um, that's the only thing. It wasn't about um, them, you know, being, you know her, him treating her. It wasn't about them talking. It wasn't about them interacting. He kind of overcomplicated it. Um, and it just wasn't a date anymore. Likewise, we, when we are to find time alone with God, as soon as we start complicating it uh, with other stuff and filling the time with other stuff and complicating it with other people, it's no longer time with God. So find alone time. And it'd be easy for you to think then, um, well, what about you know, when we pray in church on a Sunday together? What about our community group prayers? And what about CCM-wide prayer meetings? Is that no good then? Um, that's, that's not really what we're talking about. And that stuff is great in its own way. God will use that in its own way. But what we're talking about is your one-to-one time with God. Your personal time with God. And it's something that is often called the quiet time. And here's a couple of things for us to think about. If alone time with God isn't for our glory, then perhaps prayer for stuff other than ourselves would make sense. Praying for other things apart from ourselves. Um, So I've heard of them called arrow prayers before. Um, You might have heard of them called something else. But you're you're kind of going about the busyness of your day and then you just say, oh God, will you sort this out please? And then you carry on with the busyness of your day and... You go, oh God, please, we sort this out. And, and then you go on with the business of your day. And, and that's good, that's fine, because you're giving that stuff to God. Um, I assume they're called arrow prayers because you're kind of going like, Pew, and then you carry on. Pew. Um, that's fine, that's good, but it's not really genuine time with God. Um, it's not really you investing in this relationship. And, and also, the, the prayer, those prayers can often be quite self-centred. They can often be, um, I, God, I need this thing. God, please help me, 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 I, 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 I. Um, which, again, it's good to bring everything you've got to God. But let's think about um, it not being about us. Um, I feel like most of us need, need to hear that a little bit more, that maybe we can give glory to something other than ourselves. So let me tell you about a website that I find really useful. Um, It's called Operation World. And this is one way in which you can pray about other stuff. Um, Each day they put up a country and they'll tell you a little bit about it. And you can just read read that little blurb there, take 30 seconds and you can pray about um, something other than yourself. Um, you could, however, scroll down and then you, you, know, you can read for 10 minutes and you can have some properly massive prayer session about this uh, country and it tells you, you know, what they might need prayer for. It tells you the state of the church in that country, Operation World. Really good thing to be praying about something other than yourself. Um, there's also Prayer Mate, which honestly I've never used. Um, but if it's on the next slide, Tim, please. Um, it's an app. Thanks very much. And my sister's used it for years and she's got my dad into it. 
um, and it's just a really good... In fact, its little tagline, if I can find it, is helping you to pray faithfully and widely. Widely as in not just about you, not just about your surroundings, but widely um, about others. Really good app, and it's going to remind you, um, you know, like someone tells you, oh, can you pray for this? And you go, oh, yeah, sure. And you put it into your, into your app, and then it'll remind you to pray about that thing. Um, the second thing I want us to think about here is um, when we tell people we're praying, um, if we say to people, oh, I'll pray about that, but you don't, um, and we're then in that situation no better than those hypocrites that are you know, praying really publicly. We're kind of making out we're praying. We're not really praying. Um, we're not any better there. You're just kind of giving yourself glory. Like how many times have you um, on the WhatsApp group said, praying, when someone says something, um, and then you don't because you forget or you just never intended to. In that situation, you are um, giving yourself glory for praying when you're not really praying. So I want you to think carefully in future before you say that you'll pray for someone. Am I going to give this thing to God realistically? A lot of us as believers don't struggle with wanting to spend time with God. Um, in becoming, that's step one really, and in becoming more like Jesus, um, wanting to spend time with him, that's step one. But step two is actually putting that into practice. Um, it's wanting to have alone time with God more than we want to do other stuff. So our second point today is find regular time. Luke five fifteen to 16 says, Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that crowds of people came to hear him and be healed of their sicknesses. So people hear about how amazing this guy is, this Jesus, um, and that he can heal, and so they're chasing him down to be healed. And they hear about these amazing things that he says, and they're chasing him down to hear this stuff. But, verse 16, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Jesus would escape these crowds. He would escape healing these people. He would escape preaching to these people to get alone time with God. He would escape the healing. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about avoiding. He would escape preaching to get alone time with God. There's all this good stuff that he could be doing, but he sees how important it is that instead he talks to his father. And the key word I want to highlight here is the word often. It says, but Jesus often withdrew. Um, He would do this often. It's not that Jesus thought of helping people as bad. He was doing that all the time. Um, But he saw how vital it was that he was regularly meeting with his father. He couldn't help this endless stream of people that needed um, helping at the expense of relationship with his father. So often... He would withdraw. So uh, we are to find regular time at the expense of other things. Um, If I could get Luke up here, please. There you are, Luke. Um, So I've got three boxes here at the front. Hopefully you can see. Um, And I'm going to be offering the contents of these boxes to Rosalind. Um, This box is is filled with stuff that I think... um, is, is bad for Rosalind or it's going to be unhelpful for Rosalind. 
Um, that's the orange one. This box in the middle here is a box uh, that's got in it something that represents something that's good for Rosalind, something that uh, brings her joy. And this box on the end is going to be um, stuff that might help other people. So firstly, I'm going to offer you, Rosalind, one hour with this amazing guy or um, one hour with all that rubbish. Um, and to sweeten the deal, I can, I can provide more rubbish, but what, what do you think? One hour with this guy or one hour with this rubbish? You choose an hour with Luke. Good. Okay. Oh, it's going to get worse for you. Um, so this is, uh, this is stuff that um, I think you enjoy. Um, again, would you like one, ta- one hour with this guy or, because I couldn't fit a piano under here, um, one hour playing the piano, Rosalind. What, what would you go for? One hour with this guy or one hour on the piano? Yes! She chooses Luke. Fantastic. Um, now, you can have... None of these are on the table anymore. You've not seen Luke all week. Yeah. You can have one hour with this guy. Or um, every single person in this room... This is, this is some sort of flosser that Hannah uses. Um, um, or every single person in this room can have one hour of free, private dental care. Luke, or everyone in here, gets one hour free, private dental care. Having her dental, like, uh, so I recognise that is major. But. <laughs> 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 to be honest, ha- ha- Hannah said that as well. Hannah said that about me as well. Thank you very much. Grab a seat. Um, um, good. So, I mean, I, I was a bit unsure about what, you know, where, which way you were going to go with that last one. Um, but the important thing here, really, is that Jesus, um, at the expense of doing stuff for other people, often chose relationship with his Father. Um, so as we think about our apprenticeship with Jesus, we thought of it as being with Jesus um, and becoming like Jesus. In these passages, we're seeing that to become more like Jesus is to be with him. To become more like Jesus is to be with God. He spends time with God, and so if we're to become more like him, then we are to be with him and prioritise regular time with him and discover what we're to turn our backs on in order to be with him. There's going to be loads of stuff in our schedules, loads of stuff. Some things that are rubbish and no help to us. Um, And working out can be difficult because the line between um, bad and good is not always that clear. It can kind of be blurred lines. Um, So take TV, for example. Like you're watching a TV show, it can be relaxing for us. It can be sociable even, you know, even just watching a TV show with someone can be sociable. But at the same time, if it's got nudity in there, it's probably going to be unhelpful. Um, If it doesn't have nudity in there, it may be influencing you in another negative way. If it's not, it may be that you just love the show so much that you're really addicted to it. Um, This is a situation where you've got like a good thing that can be a bad thing. Um, And we don't always know when when that is the case. Um, Sometimes we do. 
Sometimes it's really clear. Um, porn is not good for anyone. It's not good for anyone. Um, and I'm just going to say now, and I rarely promise, I realise I've said the word promise now three times in this sermon, but I honestly rarely promise. I promise you, if you were to give up porn and instead spend time with God, your relationship, I promise, your relationship would be transformed with your Heavenly Father. But again, we don't always know. It's not always that clear cut. We don't know when things are unhelpful for us. Um, and that is partly why God saved us into a family. We at CCM are in community groups and we use these community groups to help each other in our walks with Jesus. And so I want you to consider um, this, this uh, community group this week. Um, what is that one thing that maybe you could um, get rid of and instead spend that time with God? We're going to have a quick look now at the, uh, the good stuff. Um, if you genuinely have nothing bad, if you've got nothing over here, nothing bad or unhelpful in your life, then we're only left, if you're to spend time with God, we're only left with getting rid of something in this box. We're only left with getting rid of something that is uh, good or brings you joy or brings you rest or whatever it might be. Um, something has to give. And it could be time with loved ones it could be work it could be rest or wind down time it could be time on your phone or exercise something's got to give and Corrie ten Boom has got a little bit of advice for us on this one she says don't pray when you feel like it have an appointment with the Lord and keep it a man is powerful on his knees if you're only going to spend time with God when you think it'll be better than uh, better than this stuff, then you just you're never going to spend time with God. So she says, make it regular, so that even when you don't feel like it, because there are way better things to be doing with your time, even when you don't feel like it, you'll do it anyway, because it'll be a habit, and it'll be good for us. The way I made it regular is I paired. Uh, prayer. I paired prayer with a good thing. And I would put this in this box. Um, so it's driving to work. I, would, I put this in this box. Not that I got loads of joy from, from driving to work, but uh, it gave me money to live. Um, so I'd put that in that kind of helpful box there. Um, and what I'd do is at some point in my commute to school, uh, I'd get through Levenshoom. There'd be a point that I'd hit and, and I would turn off the radio and I would say to God, I'm here and I'd spend my time, that would be my regular time with God. And it was great. And I say was because I don't drive anymore. Um, and I've got a much shorter commute. Um, I was, I'm just rubbish at cycling and, and praying. I, I tend to get really distracted. Um, so for me, I need to find a new regular time, a regular appointment with God, to quote Corrie Ten Boom again, regular appointment with God. And that is what I'm going to talk about with my community group this week. What good thing I need to chuck in order to spend more time with God. The last box here represented uh, stuff in our lives that help help other people. Um, And I'm not going to talk loads about that because I think um, most of us don't really have a problem with doing too much good for other people. 
Um, when I, oh, Jesus, please help me. I'm busy feeding all these hungry people. I'm, I'm busy praying for all these people all the time and not spending any you know, other time with you. Most of us don't have that problem. Some of us will do. Some of us will do. And I want you to make sure that, you know, this community group week, you are open about that and you don't feel like you're doing some sort of humble brag. Be open about it. And we as community groups um, can pray and address that with you. So what thing can we all get rid of? One of the ultimate things that Jesus gets rid of, sleeping. We're briefly going to have a think about when that might be appropriate and why. I know. Right, find inconvenient time. Our last and shortest point today is find inconvenient time. I couldn't think of a shorter word that said inconvenient, sorry, but I just mean time that kind of, you have to take a bit of a hit. So finding convenient time, Luke 6, 12 to 13. One day, soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. Why? Why would he do this? Verse 13. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be his apostles. That's why he was about to make this massive decision. He was about to pick the 12 people that he was going to spend the most time with for the next three years of his life. He was about to uh, pick the 12 people that were going to inherit his enemies. And he had enemies. And most of these 12 ended up dying at the hand of those enemies. Um, He was about to pick these 12 people that would set up the church that we're still a part of today. This is a big decision for Jesus in his life. This is a big moment in history. Um, This is massive. And he spends his time preparing for this big moment with his father at the expense of sleep. If we're to become more like Jesus, we're to be desperate in meeting with God. We're to be inconvenienced. Find inconvenient time. There are numerous circumstances where the Bible tells us that Jesus goes off alone to pray before big events. So we're not just to find time with God for the sake of of spending time with God, although that that is good. Um, But we are to bring him the really big stuff in a really big way, in a way that inconveniences us. Um, Before Hannah and I got married, there was a little doubt that we were going to get married. Um, And that's not because either of us had cold feet. Um, That's because it was COVID and the government liked banning everything and they were banning weddings. Um, And so we decided oh, we might not get married here. We decided that we would, every single time we prayed, that is when we prayed together, that is when Hannah prayed, that is when I prayed, every single time we prayed, we were going to pray for this big thing in our lives. We were going to pray that we were going to be able to get married. Every single time. And that wasn't a massive inconvenience. That wasn't um, like losing a night of sleep to pray for this thing. For us, the inconvenience was was tiny, but it was a step for us. It was, um, when we say a prayer before we ate together, it would be, our food would go a little bit more cold because the the length of our prayer would be doubled. It is inconvenience because she loves hot food. Um, But it was just a step for us, just that little step. And remember, we're trying here to not try, but train. So we're kind of taking little steps and we're making habits. Um, and And we still do that now. Obviously, we got married, so... We stopped praying about that, and we still thank God for it, but we stopped praying about that, and we moved to praying about the next big thing. Um, 
And we still do that today. We keep praying for like whatever the next big thing is. So we are you know, moving forward in our apprenticeship with Jesus and we're thinking now with you, what's the next thing for us? How can we now train uh, more to like, inconvenience ourselves in like, the next little big way? Um, and to take some very direct application from this, as Jesus did, lose some sleep to spend time with him. If you make it a regular thing, it'll get easier because you go to bed. Uh, so before you go to bed, be with him. If you start falling asleep during your prayer before bed, then don't lie down. Be on your knees. Be inconvenienced. Um, or if that is really not working and you just start nodding off, get up 10 minutes earlier. It is an inconvenience, it is. But get up 10 minutes earlier, lose that little bit of sleep to spend time with God. It is vital. Lastly, to bring this right back round to where we started, this walk with Jesus isn't all about us. Let the glory not be ours. Be inconvenienced by losing sleep Praying for someone else, or praying for a bigger thing. A, 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 you know, you could pray for something that's affecting a whole country. That could be your big thing. If you're going to pray for something, every single time you pray, you could be praying for this you know, massive thing that's, that's not going to give you glory. And step by step, as we make these little changes, these little manageable changes, and you know what's manageable, so talk with your community groups about this. You know what's manageable. It's going to change into habits and we're going to become more like Jesus together. So find alone time, make it regular and be inconvenienced.